Another holiday filled episode of Storytime Anytime. With Thanksgiving having come and gone, that means that Christmas is just around the corner. Everyone knows about this holiday of giving and festivities, or so you would imagine. However, there are some out there who have never experienced the magic of Christmas. For our first story, we'll join Little Bear during his first Christmas. Little Bear's First Christmas, a Twin Sisters ebook, written by Judy Nair. Little Bear's First Christmas. Wake up, Little Bear, said Mother Bear. Winter is over and spring is here. Little Bear opened one eye, then the other. He yawned and he stretched, and then he sniffed the air. Spring, cried Little Bear as he jumped out of bed. Hooray! In no time at all, Little Bear was skipping happily through the woods. Soon he came to his favorite meadow. Hello, Bunny Rabbit. Hello, Bushy Squirrel. Hello, everyone, he called. Why, hello, little bear, the animal said. Did you have a nice winter's sleep? Yes, said little bear, but now I'm ready to play. What are you playing? We were telling stories about Christmas, said the animals. Christmas, asked little bear. What's Christmas? So the animals told Little Bear all about Christmas. He heard about the white, sparkly snow that covered the ground and was ever so much fun to roll in. He heard how the trees were decorated with strings of cranberries and popcorn and lots of twinkling candles. Best of all, he heard about Santa Claus, who came on his magic sleigh with presents for all the animals of the forest. When Little Bear went home, he asked his mother, Why don't we have Christmas, Mommy? Because, Little Bear, Christmas comes in winter, and winter is the time when we bears must sleep, said Mother Bear. But you'll have fun all spring, summer, and fall. You'll see. The days of spring and summer passed quickly, and Little Bear did have lots of fun. He ate wild huckleberries until his tummy was full. He swam in the river and played with the slippery fish. 
Soon it was fall, and Little Bear had fun then too. He and his friends stomped in the leaves and played hide-and-seek among the trees. The days got colder and colder. One day, when the last leaf fell from the big tree, Mother Bear said, Little Bear, winter is here. It is time for our long sleep. But I don't want to go to sleep, said Little Bear. I want to stay up for Christmas. That night, Mother Bear tucked Little Bear in bed and gave him an extra big bear hug. Good night, Little Bear, she said. Sweet dreams. Little Bear tried as hard as he could to stay awake, but he was so sleepy and his eyelids were so heavy. And soon, he was fast asleep. Meanwhile, Little Bear's friends were getting ready for Christmas. As they decorated the trees of the forest, they passed by Little Bear's den. Poor Little Bear, said Sally Mouse as she peeked in. He won't wake up until spring. He'll miss Christmas. Wait, said Bunny Rabbit. Maybe Little Bear doesn't have to miss Christmas. What do you mean? asked the others. Let's wake up Little Bear for Christmas. Bunny Rabbit cried. Just for Christmas, and then he can go back to sleep, she added. Yes, let's, everyone agreed. So on Christmas Eve, the animals of the forest tiptoed into Little Bear's den. Wake up, Little Bear, they whispered. It's Christmas. On a little sleigh with its very own jingle bells, the animals pulled sleepy little bear to a special place in the middle of the forest. When little bear opened his eyes, he was delighted. It's just like the Christmas in your stories, he cried. All that night, little bear celebrated Christmas with his friends. They ate their favorite foods, sang their favorite songs, and made angels in the soft new snow. Then the animals heard the sound of ringing bells. It was Santa Claus. His sleigh was loaded with presents, which he handed out as all the animals cheered. Everyone opened their presents, and the celebration continued. It was the best time Little Bear had ever had. When it was all over, the animals took Little Bear to his den and tucked him into bed. Good night, Little Bear, they said. See you in the spring. Mother Bear woke Little Bear at the first sign of spring. Did you have a good sleep, she asked. I'm sorry you missed Christmas, but now you can have lots of fun. But I didn't, Mommy, said Little Bear. I didn't miss Christmas, and it was wonderful. Mother Bear smiled. She was glad her little bear had such sweet dreams. One of the best parts about Christmas is finding the perfect Christmas tree. 
and then decorating it. Let's join an adorable family of mice as they find their perfect Christmas tree. The Christmas Santa Almost Missed Santa and his elves were up early. It was Christmas Eve, the happiest and busiest time of the year. We'll never get everything ready by tonight, whined Felix. Oh, don't worry so much, said Santa laughing. We've never missed a Christmas yet. By sunset, every doll was dressed, every wheel was in place, and every ball had just the right bounce. But Santa had one more chore to do before he left. He climbed into a small sled with his elves, Gus and Gertie. I'm off to deliver presents to my animal friends, he said. Make sure all the toys are on my sleigh by the time I get back. Yes, sir, said the chief elf, Jared. Anything else? Yes, shouted Santa. Enjoy yourselves. It's Christmas Eve. Ho, ho, ho. With a flick of the reins, Santa and his two helpers dashed off into the falling snow. There were presents for each of the young rabbits. And there was something special for the little fawn. Some of my enchanted jingle bells, Santa whispered to its mother. Santa even had something for Barney Bear, though he'd been a bit mischievous this year. Barney, called Santa, I have a present for you. The sound of deep growly bear snoring shook icicles from the roof of the cave opening. Quietly, Santa tiptoed into the cave. Deep inside the cave, Barney was curled up fast asleep. Santa laid Barney's present right next to his nose so he'd see it as soon as he woke up. Merry Christmas, Barney, whispered Santa. Just then, Barney turned over and snored like thunder. So loudly, it shook the walls. Santa! Gertie shouted into the cave, look out! Gus and Gertie stared in horror as a mountain of snow crashed to the ground. It covered the entrance to Barney's cave. Santa, shouted Gus, are you all right? There's no answer, cried Gertie. I'll start digging, Gus told Gertie. You run for help and hurry. Back at Santa's workshop, the other elves were worried. Santa should have been back by now, said Felix. It's almost time to go. Gertie stumbled into the lamplight, gasping for breath. Santa's in trouble, she cried. Quickly, she told the others what had happened. Felix looked around sadly at the tiny elves. We're too little, he moaned. It will take us forever to dig Santa out, maybe all night. Santa might miss Christmas, shouted the elves. I've got an idea, said Jared. Old Eli lives just over that hill. He was Santa's very first helper, and he's the wisest elf that ever lived. He'll know what to do. 
Quickly, the elves piled into Santa's toy-filled sleigh. With the shake of their jingle bells, the reindeer leaped into the air. Minutes later, the elves stood before a small, ancient cottage. The door squeaked open, and out peered a tiny elf. His white beard reached down to his toes. That's Eli? How can he help? cried Felix. He's as little as we are, and he's old and crooked to boot. Eli listened carefully as Jared told him what had happened to Santa. The old elf smiled. Follow me, he said softly. Inside the dark cottage, Eli unlocked a wooden cabinet and took down a dusty pottery jar. What's that? asked Felix. Very carefully, Eli opened the jar. It looks like cinnamon sugar, said one elf. It smells like cinnamon sugar, said another elf. Eli chuckled. It's magic sugar and spice dust from Santa's very first Christmas long, long ago. This is all that's left in the world. I've been saving it all these years, but tonight we must use it to help Santa. The elves rushed to Barney Bear's cave. Gus was worn out from digging. I haven't heard a sound from Santa, he moaned. With a wink and a nod, Eli mumbled some strange words. Then he flung his arm wide and sprinkled the sparkling magic dust over Santa's sleigh full of toys. What did you do that for? shouted Felix. Now there's none left to help Santa. Ah, said Eli, just watch. Santa's elves had seen wondrous things in their work, but even they were astonished by what they now saw. The toys in Santa's sleigh sprang to life. Robots and teddy bears and dolls in pretty dresses began to dig with all their might. Steam shovels and dump trucks huffed and puffed as they scooped up snow. A toy train hauled the snow away as quickly as the busy workers could fill its cars. Shiny bicycles and toy race cars flooded the night with light. Shouting with joy, the elves, too, began to dig. At last, near midnight, the miniature army of toys and elves rescued their beloved Santa. Thank you all, said Santa. How lucky I am to have such wonderful friends. Look, cried Gertie, something's happening to the toys. The magic dust was wearing off. Slowly, as if they were falling asleep, the toys wound down, and then they were still. They were only toys, ordinary toys, once again. Santa and his elves loaded the toys into the sleigh, and with a merry ho, 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 they dashed into the starlit sky. Around the world, children slept dreaming of Santa and the toys he would bring. Not one of them would ever know that this was the Christmas Santa almost missed.
As you can tell, this week's theme is about animals and their holiday experiences. Let's continue with the Christmas Santa almost missed. The Mouse's Christmas. It was Christmas time, and the snow had already started to fall. The mouse children were excited. They watched the farmer cut down the big tree and carry it up to the house. It would soon be decorated. Can we have our own Christmas tree? asked the children. Mother shook her head. Mice don't have Christmas trees, she said. We're too small. Outside, it was getting colder. More snow was falling, and the children were feeling gloomy. Can we please have a Christmas tree? They begged again and again. At last, Mother said, I'll do my best. Mother slipped outside into the snow. She looked everywhere for a Christmas tree that was small enough. She examined twigs, a fallen branch, and a big leaf frozen in ice. None of them really looked like a Christmas tree. At last, she chose a branch that had three red berries on it and carried it home for her children. Our very own Christmas tree, she said proudly. But it didn't look like a real Christmas tree. There was just nothing very Christmassy about it. The children were still feeling gloomy. That night, the farmer took his Christmas tree inside. It was so big he had to cut a piece off to get it in the door. A little while later, a fox came by. This is just what I need for my den, he said. The fox picked up the piece of Christmas tree and carried it home. But when he got home, he found that he didn't need the whole piece. With a snap, he bit off what he needed and left the rest in the snow. Soon after, a rabbit came by. When she saw the piece of Christmas tree, she said, This is just what I need for my burrow. So she picked it up and quickly carried it home. But at home, she saw that she didn't need it all. So she broke off a piece and left the rest. Just then, a bird hopped by. This is exactly what I need for my nest, she said. So she picked it up and quickly carried it home. But when she got to her nest, she found she didn't need the whole piece. So she broke off what she needed and dropped the rest from her nest. Mother was gazing outside when she saw a tiny piece of Christmas tree fall to the ground. This is exactly what we need, she said. She carried the tree inside. The children started decorating it at once. And by the time they finished, they had their own perfect little Christmas tree. 
And that night, when Mother took them to see the decorated Christmas tree in the farmhouse, they all agreed that their tiny Christmas tree was just as beautiful as the big one. has been brought to you by Twin Sisters Digital Media and Evergreen Podcasts. Be sure to hit subscribe. If your children enjoyed these songs and stories, go to TwinSisters.com to find even more ways for them to sing and learn. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter for our free download of the day giveaways and promotions on exciting new digital learning content like these and much more and visit our friends at evergreenpodcasts.com. Thank you for joining us at Storytime Anytime. I'm Anne-Marie Kelly. Wild Precious Life is a podcast about dreaming big, digging in and connecting across distance, division, and loss. In each episode, I talk with prize-winning writers, musicians, and wanderers 
who remind all of us how we can make the most of the time we have. So meet me here. Let's walk and talk and dream and discover what it means to be wild, precious, and brave. 